So today, because of our connect groups, we're, we're talking, title of my message is just connection. Connection. And um, I want to I kind of subtitle it as, uh, in what we've preached and talked about, what we've come out of with the kingdom, is uh, we're talking about actually kingdom connection. You know, the connection to the kingdom of God. Um, all those tables back there of connect groups, um, all, of, all of that, the vision behind that is to connect people in social gatherings with people of the body and then people that maybe wouldn't come to church and an environment for people to come and, and, and be a part of so that they can get to know God. You know, a lot of times, if you try to share something with somebody out there that knows nothing about God, they don't want to hear what you have to say because they're not ready for your God. You know what sets the, the atmosphere for that is a setting like the connect groups. Like the, back there, there's a, uh, I think there's a coffee connect group or a, something like that just to sit and, 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 and in that group they're just going to, I think it's just for ladies and it's going to be just a time of sharing and talking and, and those kind of things, just, just to get to know each other. You know, when you get to know each other, you know, you fulfill the, the scripture that says, forsake not the, the fellowshipping of yourselves together of those of the same precious faith. Because if you're not connecting with people that are either believing the way you believe or learning to believe that way, you're not going to be challenged. All you're going to be around is people that are in doubt and unbelief, people that are in fear, people that are talking about all the things that are going on out there and about how bad everything is and we're going to hell in a basket and everything else. And you meditate on that stuff long enough and it takes you down. That's why you need things like this. We also have our Connect uh, Equip classes that uh, will benefit you in, in, in an intensive on, on specific truths of God's Word. We're doing Brother Hagen's book, The Believer's Authority, again. We've done that a number of different times in, in our Connect Equips, but we're doing that book again. I mean, it's a powerful book, and powerful revelation has come out of that book for the people of, of, of this body. So, I encourage you so much to, to be a part of this because it is a, it's, it's truly a kingdom connection. And so, I want to I look at a number of verses today that have to do with understanding the purpose, the, the end all of why we connect with one another. It, it, it's vital that we hear the word preached, as you're doing right now, but it's also vital that we learn to connect with people and understand what the connection produces. You don't have to become best friends with people. In fact, you know, I, 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 that... That best friend thing is overrated, you know, because, you, you know, when someone becomes a best friend, man, you're set up for a letdown. Hmm? I have a best friend that lives in Austin. I've known him since the, his, his mother was my f second grade teacher, and I've known him that long since we were both about six or seven years old, and he lives in Austin, and he was my best friend growing up, and, and we didn't see each other probably, what, 20 years? maybe. We didn't see each other for 20 years. Maybe talked once or twice in 20 years. And we reconnected when he moved to Austin. And the moment we did, we just picked it right back up. 
But there's, no, there's nothing in our relationship today, there's no demands. He didn't have to, he didn't call me, or he didn't this, or he didn't do enough of this or that, or, you know, I, he, 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 I, I noticed on Facebook he was spending time with so-and-so, and he didn't even call me, you know. There's none of that. I'm telling you, best friend stuff is overrated. What did we sing earlier? What a friend I have in Jesus. Hmm? That's where you need to be developing it. But you can develop it in and through other people and the experiences of other people that enhance that friendship. Then you can be a friend like people think you're their best friend because you know how to be a friend with no strings attached. No strings attached. You're just a giver. You're a sower. You put into people, not, not a taker. The give and take thing, mm-mm. get out of one of those give and take deals. Just be a giver. No matter what else happens, just be a giver. Just give, 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 and everything else will work out. Can you say amen to that? Okay, I'm going to read you a scripture, actually. So <clears throat> what are we connecting to? We're connecting to the church, to the house, to the kingdom of the living God. 1 Timothy 3.15, but if I'm delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth. The pillar and the ground of truth. And in this passage, it has to do with the purpose of what he just said right there. Jesus answered, and I'm reading out of Matthew 16, verse 17. And you know this, most of you know this this, uh, whole story here. Um, But Jesus had asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? And they said, well, some say you're you're John the Baptist or one of the prophets, Elijah or one of the prophets. And, and, And then he said, who do you say I am? And Peter jumped up and said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And in verse 17, Jesus answered him and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I also say to you that you're Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, 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 right? He'll build his church. Ephesians 1 says the church is his body. The church is his body. When Jesus was on the earth, he was the whole package. None of us make up the whole package. We make up the package by the parts coming together. That's why connection is so important. It's not about just showing up and walking through the door. It's believing in the people that you connect with. It's it's learning to believe in spite of people's differences and their shortcomings or anything else, it's learning to connect with people and grow together and grow with the Word. See, if, if you didn't have to deal with people, why would you need the Word? If it was just you on a deserted island, no animals, no nothing, you were just sitting on the beach all day long and, and supernaturally you had lemonade from heaven. And, and then when you're hungry, you got manna from heaven. You just lay there and sit and, and, and walk the beach. Why would you need the Word? You need the Word because there's people. <laughs> there's a devil, but the devil uses people, and you need the Word because there's people. Did you hear me? 
And that's why we need this connection because he said here in this passage, he said, I will, I will build my church. Hell can't prevail against it. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We talked about that in our kingdom message. I won't go into that now. But the authority that hell had, hell lost. And it will not prevail against you. It doesn't have the power to prevail against you, but it can deceive you in thinking it still does and and prevail against you. But it won't prevail against you when you walk in the revelation of God's word. Where does that come from? Being connected to the church. What is the church? It's the pillar and the ground of truth. If what we do, if what we do here is not centered around the Word, then we're not the church. Because without the, without the church, you can have all the groups and all the things and everything else going on. You can have the connect groups and everything else. Yeah, it looks like we're doing something. But if you don't have the Word, just another social group, just another gathering. You know what happens in those gatherings with no Word? Strife and division and competition. Well, did you see what she wore in that thing? I, I don't, you know, I thought we were just coming casual. Offense. Well, did you see what he said about that? I mean, you know, where did he come up with that mess? You know, that's just his opinion. And I just, you know, I, I'm not coming back. In what area of life do you operate in where there's not, where, what area of life that you operate? I don't care if it's family, work, business. I don't care what it is, church life or anything else. Where is there where you don't have an opportunity to be offended? Every day, multiple times a day, right? So, what does that mean? i got to have the Word. And I've got to be connected to people that know me. You know, if you're coming here and I know who you are, you're being prayed for. You know why? Because you need to be prayed for. Paul said to the church at Ephesus, I can't not pray for you because of the word I'm delivering to you. What I'm telling you, what I'm preaching to you today, you have to be prayed for. You have to be. And I tell you what, to me, that's a comfort. There's an assurance connected to that. Jesus is praying for you, but Jesus has me praying for you. And all the people in the body are praying for different ones because we believe in praying for one another. Why? Because I do it. I'm not just saying, well, you know, uh, Sarah Dunning heads up the prayer group and they all pray and, you know, that's a separate part. That's no separate part. You don't pray. You don't see anything. People don't pray. A church doesn't pray. A body doesn't pray. The individuals don't pray. You don't see any results. Because prayer is connecting with God and God alone. So, you want to be a part of church on purpose. You want to be connected to church on purpose. Because when you're connected to the church that God is building, then the gates of hell can't prevail against you. Come on, somebody shout amen to that. When you're connected to what God, that's why I read those two passages of Scripture for that right there, and I wanted a really yay and amen. No, I'm teasing. Whether you say that or not, it doesn't matter. It's just the truth. No, I'm not, you know, we're not about all that. 
We're not about, you know, saying amen so the pastor knows that you got it. You're getting it. We're getting it. We're getting it every day. I'm going to say it again. When you're connected to what God is building, the gates of hell cannot prevail against you. That is some amazing truth. It matters how you see church. It matters. It really matters how you see church. It matters that you see that what we're doing here, that what we're doing here is changing people's lives. Because you'll get behind what we do here when you see what we're doing is changing people's lives. We're not coming here just because we have nothing else to do. We're not coming here just to be a social group, see how big we can get, see how we can do this and all the things we can post on social media. All we post on social media is about the Word. We, we, we post on social media about things we're doing. When, when we have a, a life recovery group, we post it. Why? Because we want people to come because we've got something to give them. Did you understand? When we have a men's breakfast on Saturday morning, there's something that is happening there in that type of a connection that we want people to come and we want them to be a part of that. Right? So we post things because we believe in what we're doing. You have to believe in that. You have to believe in what you're connected to. It's vital. If you don't believe in it, you won't be a functioning, operating part if you don't believe in what we're doing. What we're doing here is changing lives. We're changing people's lives. <clears throat> I, I like it. I, I like this thought. You know, I, I've, I've preached. Have I ever missed a Sunday? I mean, not like we canceled the last two services. Have I ever missed a Sunday for any reason in 32 years? I mean, not out of town. I'm just saying, have I, can you think of ever missing a Sunday because, yeah, you know, I just don't feel like coming. Or, you know, I just don't feel well this morning. And Well, you know. I mean... I've probably stood behind this pulpit and had symptoms in my body, but I didn't get near you. Probably. I can't remember, but maybe I did. But I don't come to church because I have to. You know? <laughs> because you want to. You have to. You have to develop the want to because you see what the Word is doing. Not because everything else is perfect. Not because the grounds are perfect and because we've already got the sign up, you know, it's coming. Not, not because, you know, we have, we have one of the ugliest signs in town. Not because of any of that kind of stuff, you know. Because of what the Word is doing. All the other stuff will line up. You want to take care of things. You want, you want to be responsible and all that kind of thing. But the Word is first. It's first. It's vital that it's first in you and that you believe in it. You, you have to believe, you have to believe, Paul said this in, uh, uh, to Timothy, that you have to believe in who you hear and receive from. You have to believe it. It doesn't mean that the, who you're, like in you receiving from me, it doesn't mean I'm God. 
If I thought that, you should, you better leave now. I'm saying you have to believe that I believe what I'm saying. You have to believe that. Paul said that. He told Timothy. You, you, you got to teach people to, to believe in who they're hearing from. They've got to know their lives. They've got to watch their lives and be able to know that what they're saying, they're preaching from their heart because they believe it. Not just because they heard it. Not just because they got some knowledge in their head, but because it works for them. Can you say amen to that? It's vital that we see things that way. Because the word changes the way that you, think, that you see things. The word changes the way you see things. And in the church, it makes you a functioning part. The word does. If we've got to beat you over the head to serve and be a part of the body and join connect groups and all that kind of stuff, no, we've got the wrong motive. It's the word that changes the way you see things and the way you think. And the word will make you a functioning part. Can you say amen? <clears throat> so, what we're connecting to is the church, the body, the kingdom of God that Jesus came to preach about. That's what we're connecting to. And why? Why? One reason. Why? One reason. Everybody put up one. Only one reason. Why do we connect? Only one reason why. To build your faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, you live in doubt and unbelief. And the Bible says when you live in doubt and unbelief, you receive nothing from the Lord. We're connected to the body for one reason, and that's to build our faith and trust and confidence in who God is. Can you say amen? Build our faith, trust, and confidence. 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16 says this, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man or the woman of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Everybody say all Scripture. That's why we preach from Genesis to Revelation. And we're not going to leave anything out. And we're not going to just focus on one thing. We're going to focus on faith and developing faith because that's what pleases God. But we've got to have the whole picture. That's why we've got... Uh, Andrew Bronkhurst coming in, uh, in September as, as one of the fivefold ministry prophets of the body of Christ with an anointing on his life. And the reason he's coming as a prophet is because he walks in humility. That's why he co is coming and preaching, because he walks in humility. Can you say amen to that? <clears throat> so, why are we connecting? Why today's about connect groups? Why connect groups? Why doing some of the things that we're talking about and the importance of connection? Why? Is to build your faith above everything else. All the different components help to build your faith when what we do is centered around the Word. 
All of our connect groups, you know that if you've been in them, you know this. All of our connect groups at the end of each connect group for about 10 or 15 minutes, the, the, whoever's leading the connect group is to talk about the, the, the previous uh, message from Sunday or Wednesday of that week or, or something that month that was preached here at Gates to create connection around the word. The social groups, are that's what they are, social. You can talk the word, you can talk all kinds of stuff, you just get to know each other is very important, but at the end of those, we talk the word for a few minutes. And, you know, through the years, there's a number of people that have come to the body from connect groups because of those discussions and the word that was talked about there, because we will drive home the point that everything that we do is centered around the word. Part of our mission statement is discipling lives with the power of God's Word. We've always had that vision, and we will always have that vision because that vision is from God. And it's become the vision of the house and people here that have been here, you that have been here for a season and longer seasons, really believe in discipling lives by the power of God's Word. And, and I watch different ones through the years when I call on people. Many times I've called on Dale and asked him to to meet with different people in the body because they need kind of a father figure, somebody to be in their life. I've asked Lee to do that many times. I've asked Brian to do that many times, different ones in the body to, to meet with the people and, and to share with them. And all of them, everybody that does that, and many of you that do that on a day-to-day basis, you see it in people's lives. You have something to disciple them with. Number one, you have to listen to people, but then you have something to put into them because connecting, being connected to the church, being connected to something that's bigger than you causes you to flourish in the things that you do, in whatever you do. And it teaches you how to be led by the Spirit in how you minister to people. I'm convinced in so many connections, even today, I've got to always have about a top 10 list. I think it's 15 right now. But top 10 list of people that I'm sowing into and believing for salvation in their life, people that are not born again, that, that I'm just ministering into their lives. And I don't share a lot of deep stuff with them because they're not ready for the God that I know. They're ready for my God, but they're not ready for the God that I know. So I can't talk to them in an incorrect way. Well, because I've been connected to the house, the body of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God all these years... I know how to hear the voice of God, and God will show me who's ready for some deep stuff and who's ready for just, uh, you know, sucking on a lollipop, you know, and, and just talking and loving them and just accepting them in, in spite of all the things that they're doing wrong, just accepting them in their lives. So vital, you know, and being connected to the house here is, is what you learn on a day-to-day basis about how to do that. And I'm just saying connect groups are a piece that help that out. So to what end? I'm just going to bring this kind of to a conclusion by reading a number of verses of Scripture. So to what end is, what, 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 are, what are we looking at? What are we attempting to accomplish with the right type of connection? <clears throat> and I'll just say this. To... When, when, when faith is being developed, it's giving you the power to live a trouble-free life. True connection to the body, if you do something with it. I'm not, I'm not promoting, you know, showing up to church. 
It's not what it, that, you know, I'm not, you know, trying to get people to come to church. But coming to church and coming to a place that God is building through His Word will produce the things that you're looking for. I'm going to say it again. To what end this connection have to do with? It has to do with having and acquiring the power to live a trouble-free life. So, I want to read these last passages to you today and make several little points here. In Isaiah 26 and verse 3, it says this, Before I read that, I want to remind you. Actually, I didn't read another passage that I wanted to read. Hold on. I want to go back to Matthew 6, and then we'll read Isaiah. I want to read Matthew 6 first. What are we talking about? Connection. And what connection are we talking about? A connection from the heart. Being connected from your heart, not your head. Verse 19 of Matthew 6. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be. Where your treasure is, there's your heart. If making money is number one, there's your heart. But if pursuing and seeking the kingdom is number one, then there's your heart. The account that he's talking about in heaven is an account that is ours, it's a real account, uh, and, and, and I'm not talking about that today, but we, we will in the future, we'll talk more about it, but it's a real account. It's like a bank account down here, and what's in that account is what you've sown. And what you've sown financially is probably at the low end of what's in that account. It's what you sow from your heart that either fills that account up with the good things of God or there's nothing in there. Because that account doesn't have all the ugly things. That's why you're connected to church to do what? To build your faith and trust and confidence in God. To what end? To have the power to live a trouble-free life. Living your life what? Giving, not taking. Because a giver receives to give. And when you live that life, and you, because you're connected to something that's bigger than you, then in that life, your heart is focused on kingdom living, on church living, on what God is building and the gates of hell cannot prevail against you. I don't know about you, but that gives me great peace and confidence that I can know that hell cannot get the best of me. Ever. Ever. 
ever. He said, <clears throat> I'll just read it again. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys nor where thieves do not break in and steal, for where your treasure is there will your heart be also. Then he says this, the lamp of the body is the what? It's the eye. The lamp of the body is the eye, and if therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Now, that passage of Scripture seems really, ooh, uh, ooh man, that's bad. No, that, it's just revealing. See, because if your seeing is cloudy, it needs to be cleared up. And how does that happen? Because what you see is connected to what's in your heart. And if there's nothing in your heart, then you're seeing all kinds of things in a strange and in, in a, in a mis, in, in, in the forms of misunderstanding. You'll see things like that all the time. But when your heart gets cleared up because of what you're sowing, so or so is the Word. When the Word gets in there and it begins to clean up the things of your heart, then you see clearly. The question in the last part of that verse is, if the light that is in you is darkened, is, is literally what the, the, literal, the, the literal Greek says, if the light that is in you is darkened, how deep is the darkness? Only you can answer that question. And I can tell you, when I finally got this revelation and understood it in my life, there was some deep darkness. There were some deep things that were clouding my vision and keeping me from walking free of fear, free of awareness of who I was in Christ, free from jealousy and anger and bitterness and unforgiveness and those kind of things. I couldn't see clearly. But what changed me? Being connected to the house, which is the church, which is the body that is the kingdom of God in the earth. When I was connected to that, when you're planted in the house, you'll flourish in the courts. And the courts are everything else you do. When you're planted in the house, which is the church, which is his body, which is connected to the kingdom that the gates of hell cannot prevail against, you'll flourish in everything else you do. Woo! Hmm? That's the benefit of it. That's why we do this. I'll say it again. We are changing people's lives through the power of God's work. Changing people's lives. So important to be connected. So, <clears throat> if that's the case, then I want to read these last few verses. Isaiah 26 and 3. <clears throat> you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Amen. Read it again. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. Why? Because of what he's seeking after first, where his, his, his connection is and, and, and his heart changing. Because all of those things are getting in line, his mind is stayed, the peace of God is ruling over him, in every area of life, because he trusts and has faith and confidence, that is the reason why we do this. So that people's faith 
will rise. Their trust and confidence in God will rise and they'll be moved by nothing in life. It's a great way to live. There's times in my life that, there were times in my life that I didn't think that was attainable. Yeah, I gotta know what you said, but, well, over time, being connected to the house and to the word, you get the butt out. And when the butt gets out, and you're going to trust God no matter what it looks like, no matter how it feels, no matter anything else, you're going to trust God. The more you do that, the more trust is developed. But you can't do it without the word. And that word comes from your connection to the house, because God said it. Those who are planted in the house, they'll flourish in the courts. Flourish in the courts. John 14 and verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. Let not your heart be troubled. When your heart is at peace, when your mind is stayed on Him, when your focus is kingdom thinking, then there's no trouble in your heart because notice, He didn't say He would keep your heart from being troubled. He said for you not to let your heart be troubled. And I promise you, you can't do that without Him. You will fail at that. But with Him and His Word, I can keep my heart from being troubled because he's, he, that was His command. That wasn't an option, that was a command. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe, uh, you believe in God, believe also in me, He said. Verse 16 says this, Jesus said, I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper. Jesus was the first, Holy Spirit was the second, that He may abide with you forever. My ability to trust and have faith in God is being helped every day if I allow Him, if I position myself, if I connect myself to the house, I'm here to hear the Word. I, I allow the Word to become a part of me. I connect with people and we grow together in faith in spite of one another, learning to overlook issues and things in people's lives and grow in faith. As we continue to do those kind of things, he said right here, he said that he would be with us forever because we have that helper to accomplish that. He'll be here forever. He'll never leave you nor forsake you to the ends of the earth. And then watch verse 26 and 7 of John 14. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things. Woo! Glory to God! He will bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Where does that start? Being connected to the house. That's where that starts. Being connected to the house. And then believing in the connection to the house. That's where it starts. Then the Holy Spirit can take the words you're hearing and do something with it. People around you are not your teacher. They can help things. The Holy Spirit will move on someone to minister something to another person and help that person or whatever, but it's the true Holy Spirit that's the real helper. He's the one that brings the revelation. On this rock I'll build my church that the gates of hell shall not prevail against. It's the rock of revelation from the word that you're hearing preached that the Holy Spirit reveals to you personally that it becomes real to you so that you can overcome in every situation. We, can, we have the power to live a trouble-free life. How many believe that? 
the power to live a trouble-free life. Amen. He said <clears throat> that he would bring, bring, all, uh, bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Now watch this, verse 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not just any peace, his peace. Whew. Not as the world gives. Remember, you, you can't be meditating on what everybody else is saying. You're not connected to the house. You don't believe in the house first and foremost. You don't believe in what you're receiving. You don't believe in the word that you're hearing preached. Then you're listening to all the other stuff out there, and their promised peace will fail. It's absolutely no good. Not as the world gives. And remember, the peace that the world gives is all conditional. Peace Jesus gave was no conditions. Notice he didn't charge us for what he did for us. He didn't even ask us to do anything for it. He just said, receive it. Confess it, believe it, and receive it. Everything he did for us. Everything he did for us. He said, now, you confess it, you believe it, and you receive it. No charge. Can you say amen? No charge for this peace. He said, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. And here again, the command again. Let. Who? Who lets? You. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And you, you cannot do that without the revelation of the Word working in your life. Hearing God, then doing what He said, and worrying about nothing. That's how you worry about nothing. That's how you allow your heart not to be troubled. And I'm saying where that begins is your connection. You have to believe in your connection. I, I can't stress that enough. <clears throat> when I was praying about sharing about connections, I always look at past messages that I have ministered on connection and those kind of things. And as I was looking at, at past messages and stuff, God said, no, I want you to do something different here. I want you to talk about what all this is for. What is the purpose? What's the, what's the end all to, to connection? And why are we connected? It's for this reason. To have the power to live a trouble-free life. To uh, have the power to let my heart not be troubled. Mm. Can you shout amen? Mm. So, here is my declaration over you today out of Philippians 4, and I'll end with this. Philippians 4 and verse 6. <clears throat> Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. What peace is that? That's the peace of Jesus. It's the peace that He left. But you have to believe it. 
Because, man, I mean, there are some things you could be upset and stirred up and troubled about right now. But he said, let not your heart be troubled. He said, and the peace of God that passes all, surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This is what I want to leave you. This is what I want to leave you with today. I'm going to read this again. All of this is a result of connection. Before we pastored in the churches that we were in, we were in two, uh, two churches, two other churches that we were in for a number of years. And during those times, we had opportunity to leave where we were living for very lucrative jobs and opportunities that came our way. And we could never leave for money because of the church. We could never leave for money because of making more money because of the church. And when we didn't leave for money, God always brought what we would have made or done in so many different other ways. See, He'll always take care of you when you're planted where you're supposed to be. It's not for just, just, just any church. It's where you're supposed to be planted. I mean, I know people. Fabian used to drive from San Antonio and back for years, right? Maybe two years, three years, something like that. He'd drive back and forth from San Antonio. For what? Church. Because he's planted in the house. Others of you that, well, I don't see, I don't see any others that do, used to do that or here today, but, but different ones have driven. I mean, I, I would drive from here to Houston if I was, if I was supposed to live here and, and drive there. I mean, you know, God knows our situation, but I'm just saying, I'd do whatever it takes. Because when I'm planted in the house and I'm connected in the house, then what I just read you right here is yours to have every minute of every day of your life. Connection and connect groups are a piece and a part of that. But connection to the house produces what I just read. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, watch this, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, I'm going to give you one little piece of revelation of that, and I would go study all the verses of Scripture in every place that we talked about hearts and peace. And I'd look at that for yourself. But this is what God said to me about this. When I'm planted in the house, when I've learned how not to allow my heart to be troubled, when I have the ability through Christ Jesus because of my revelation of the Word to be anxious for nothing, and I'm doing that, and I'm practicing that every day, I'm putting that to work every day, then what happens is there becomes a guard over your heart and your mind of that peace that Jesus gave. Because peace equals rest. 
And when you're at peace and rest, you're not laboring and anxious trying to fix and make things come to pass. Even when things aren't all worked out, you're not trying to make that come to pass. Your faith and confidence is in what God has said through his word. That's worth you coming out today. Because that peace that is like a garrison, as one translation said, it's a guard. It's like a, this plate over your heart that is protecting your heart. It goes with you wherever you go when you believe in it. If you left it by your bedside and you got to reach for it and trying to make it fit and all this kind of stuff, it's because, because you've not been a doer of the word and learning to trust and have faith and confidence in what the word says. So just keep doing it. Just don't quit. Just don't stop. Receive the peace. Receive the rest. Operate in that rest and peace. <laughs> I mean, the rest is history. The rest of your life, no matter what's going on around you, your world is being framed by the Word of God, and you're living and operating in the peace, and that peace now is like a garrison over your chest, over your heart. Nothing can penetrate that, no matter what. COVID, issues, pastor canceling church, it doesn't matter, right? Nothing matters except what we do that he says is right. I love this church. I love all of you. I love the days that we're living in. I love the challenges that are before us right now. If it's easy, everybody be doing it. Not easy. And, and, and the more challenges that you're willing to step into, the more challenges there be. Just decide what you want. I want to cross over when I leave this planet. I want to cross over and hear those words. I, I'm, I'm beginning to hear them now. You know? I, I'm, I'm beginning... I'm not saying that in pride. I'm not saying that about anything about me. I'm just saying I'm beginning to hear those words from him. Well done. Well done. I appreciate you standing. I appreciate you having a testimony that you stood and you didn't give up. I appreciate you doing what I told you to do no matter what. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. I'm beginning to hear those things, but I, when I step over, I want to hear those words. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Stay connected to the house because he said, and you'll flourish in everything else you do. Because this house, if you're connected to this house, the word is number one. It will always be.